0: Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. This episode's guest is Kaori from Sapporo, Japan, who moved to Canada 13 years ago. This week, she shares with us her unique journey from reggae dancer who had never picked up a knife to becoming a successful sous chef in downtown Toronto.
1: It feels alone when I come here. You, you don't know anyone, and I don't how my sister, my mother, or uh, but... I'm staying in kitchen for 12 hours every day so become more everybody's look like
0: feels like family. In this episode we cover Kaori's best recommendations for Japanese cuisine, Toronto's culinary hotspots, and what you can do if you're an aspiring chef. She also discusses her struggle to learn English and the simple but brave solution that helped her with her language skills. Her story is one of perseverance and the ultimate career pivot. Let's start the show. Hi, Kaori. It's so good to meet you. I feel so lucky to have some time with a sous chef at lunchtime.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I can cook right now, but nice to meet you, Kate. Our technology is finally connected. I know.
0: Oh my goodness. We really appreciate this episode, people. We just had to struggle so, so hard. I don't know what was going on, but we made it work. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, Shane. It was my friend. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, yeah how are you doing how's your week we got a lot of snow over the weekend are you keeping warm this cold monday
1: yes well yesterday was a lot of wet snow and then the road was kind of messy but today is okay no it's middle of november and yeah it's it was lucky we had a great warm weather
0: yeah, it was. So. We were lucky for sure. How yeah, many yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- how many Canadian winters have you experienced now? Then There's going to be quite a few.
1: As I
0: say, I am in here thirteen years, so forty. Yeah, twelve. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. So you know, this is my fourth. So oh, so you're not gonna you get used to it. <laughs> I like to think I've yeah I'm getting the swing of it, but yeah, it's still a little bit of a shock. <laughs> well at least you are very experienced in snow right so you grew up in Sapporo yeah 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 that's what
1: I was gonna mention yeah so I'm already it's very familiar with
0: the snow yeah see not like me I had no real experience of it so yeah you you're a seasoned pro you know what to do so yeah Yeah. I'd love to know more about that so obviously I I was looking into Sapporo and you have the famous snow festival it looks incredible so talk about being prepared for life in Canada you guys already like have a snow festival
1: (laughs) yeah so well it's uh, Sapporo has a lot of snow but it's not cold like here here's more much colder
0: right okay so you just yeah. got the the white stuff but not the uh, the bone yeah, chill yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow the snow festival looks really cool though like people travel from all over the world to, to compete in the the snow sculpture contest it's so cool like they look huge and they're all lit up at night oh yes That's cool at that time is a lot of foreigner comes in Sapporo yeah
1: it's a lot of snow, a lot of people, and it's, it's very it's very good uh, festival, mm-hmm. but you know why? I, I I went to when I was a child, but when I grew up, I don't really remember. Right, <laughs> it's
0: more like a tourist thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, a tourist cool. thing exactly.
0: So yeah. So what were your favorite winter activities then? So um, instead of snow festivals, what did you what did you do during the winter?
1: I did a skiing and the skate, and I didn't actually snowboard, but
0: yeah you look like a snowboarder you've got like the cool bandana you look you got a snowboarder vibe (laughs) (laughs) only fashion maybe I love it. I love it. In those ones. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean that's the only way to really embrace it, isn't it? You can't just like hide away and be miserable. So I always try and throw myself into as many activities as I can to to try and survive mm-hmm. the winter. So I went dog sledding a couple weeks oh, winters ago. Yeah. So good. nice. Yeah. yeah, like through the forest, all these beautiful huskies. Yeah, that was really fun. But I think other than that, you'll just find me in the hot tub. <laughs> I'm not really like keen on skiing. I feel like I'm a bit too uncoordinated for that. But um, maybe I'll try. I'll take some lessons.
1: Yeah, you should like it's 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 a sport, but it it's particular sports or
0: winter sports is very
1: fun. Mm-hmm.
0: So how long are your winter seasons in um, Sapporo? It's quite a long chunk of the year, right?
1: Yeah, it's like no like November to March. Mm. That, that, that's your mean.
0: Yeah, also similar to Canada then. So yeah, yeah, very
1: similar, very similar, very similar. Yeah, it's a lot of snow and it it's hard to melt down. More more snow than in Toronto for sure. A lot of snow.
0: Yeah, and obviously, yeah, you got a lot of plows and plowing and snow shoveling uh, practice. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's, uh, you know, I just remember, yeah, we have to shovel the snow every morning, otherwise it can get out from house. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. So you, like, open the front door and it's like, well, I'm not leaving today.
1: <laughs> A lot of the houses have, like, roller heating, you know, it's uh, heated to melt down. Oh, wow. Yeah, so
0: house system is different but I love snow this is great this is this is really putting it in perspective right because a lot of people come to Canada and it's like the most snow they've seen and then they complain and it's like the worst yeah. thing ever so this is refreshing talking to someone that's like it's really not that bad like yes, <laughs> yes. that's cool so yeah I'd love to know more about uh, Sapporo and so it's the largest city on the island of Hokkaido I'm probably butchering all of these words but yeah tell us all about it What what's your favorite thing about about where you grew up
1: Sapporo is very great for food. Like everybody Japanese uh-huh. Japanese people knows because it's island. It's a fresh fish and all the ingredients are fresh and the vegetable is grown on the farm and, and there's a lot of nature as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I grew up in Sapporo, but I moved to Tokyo when I was a 20 years old. Yeah, so it's I, I live in Tokyo as well. So I know it's... It's, I like city side in Tokyo and I love Sapporo, Hokkaido. It's just a little bit of countryside. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love both sides in Japan. Yeah.
0: Uh, is the food a lot different between the two places then or? Yeah. Well, it's, it's,
1: it's hard to say, but it's more Hokkaido is everything. It's a fresher and. Uh, right. Yeah. And also, also it's affordable it's you know rent and everything is labor and everything is cheaper than Tokyo so
0: yeah well I guess it's just right there isn't it available on the doorstep of all the chefs so yeah oh incredible I feel like whenever food is like the central part of a country's culture you always get the most energetic and friendly and sociable people right because food brings family and friends all together and it's like a celebration and eating is is an event yeah. right so would you say that japan is like that
1: yeah that's you said i think so it's, it's kind of we connected with the food like we don't really celebrate christmas but it's we eat food together or a new year's eve it's special food we have. Um, it's just a uh, little by little, the food is changing too. It's more Americanized. Like uh, they don't uh-huh. used to eat bread or like fried food, but now it's more popular. That's a little bit different. Compared to like 20 years ago, I guess.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah, it's changing really quickly. Yeah, changing too. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Wow. So what was your favorite food growing up? What, what do you recommend trying if someone, um, paid a visit to, to Sapporo? Definitely fish,
1: fish and the sushi and the stuff. And now is Canada is very popular. The ramen.
0: Uh huh. Yes.
1: But it's coming from Sapporo, uh, Hokkaido. So it's, it's, it's totally different than here just the, like a half price you can eat it there
0: oh nice <laughs> i read that the signature food in sapporo is is something called hairy crab like kegani
1: Oh, okay, then Yeah, tell us about that. Oh, yeah, that's that's it's very it's very good, very good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the photo definitely made me look twice. It's like a big open mouth. It almost looks like it's all hairy and teeth, but it made me look. I was like, "What is
1: that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a flavor, and uh, it's
0: it's not the frozen one, so its texture is amazing. Oh, and all different flavors. I guess it's it's a crab that's like split open and vegetables inside. Yes. Ooh like i forgot i didn't i, I haven't eaten those things so i totally forgot you mentioned
1: it i just remember now
0: oh no i've given you a craving <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah i'm not that adventurous i think you'll be so disappointed in me i think my go-to sushi for example is dynamite oh yeah <laughs> like anything cooked tempura is like the way to go for me i'm a bit of a worse when it comes to raw fish but but, yeah, I really should step out of my comfort zone because it just all looks so pretty and so tasty. It's just, yeah, I'm definitely missing out. I know.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, like, it's, like, creative. It's We never eat California roll, Dynamite roll. It's, no. It's, I'm actually it's admired, it. Like, I never think about when I'm in Japan, but here I eat a lot, too, because I like yeah. it.
0: What's your favorite sushi? What should I try? I'm going to try whatever you tell me. No pressure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I like just the raw fish, fresh fish, but it's it's hard to find here sometimes too. Yeah. But, oh, you know, have you eat like a spider roll? It's like a crab in inside. It's a it's a fried crab in a roll. It's cu- crunchy and uh,
0: I I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna order it. I'm gonna forget dynamite and I'm just gonna go for it. Spider roll. <laughs> yeah, I love miso soup though. That's like my favorite favorite favorite. Is that another kind of westernized thing or is that is that a staple of, of very yeah.
1: traditional traditional? Oh yeah. good, oh
0: good. Any generation that. eat this, uh, miso soup. Mm, so good, so good. I feel like Japanese food is so healthy too, isn't it? Like lots of fish and mixed protein and vegetables. I never really feel guilty eating oily. It's not mm, true. oily food. Yeah.
1: But, you know, the oily butter and the oil makes so it so delicious, too. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: And salt, too, probably. Yeah, it's just a oh, lie. Yeah. I tell myself that it's healthy. <laughs> Not much
1: butter, but I don't think we use much butter or cream and stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why it
0: looks healthier. This episode is brought to you by my free 50 tips from expats in Canada. I had so much fun asking hundreds of newcomers what they wish they knew before they moved to Canada. The resulting guide is packed with valuable tips and fun facts so you can hit the ground running and not make the same mistakes as us. So head to bit.ly forward slash free Canada to download it free today. That's bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada. Now, back to the show. So going back to Sapporo then, and um, I'd love to go. And I didn't know that you lived in Tokyo too. So um, just tell me a little bit about both of those places, a couple of things to do. So if you were visiting Sapporo, uh, where do you recommend visiting and and the same for Tokyo? Uh,
1: Sapporo is, it's similar to Toronto. It's not a big place. Sapporo is, it's very similar size to Toronto. It's a little city, not too many to go, but it's, we have a kind of CN tower, so you can visit there. Oh, nice. And walking around the city. And there's a Susukino, that's a like, a you know, night, like, nightlife area. They have lots of izakaya, bar, and the style, and they don't close until 24 hours. They open and they can oh, drink, cool. and yeah.
0: And you have the famous Sapporo beer too, right? So I'm sure you can drink a lot of that. And <laughs> Yes, yes.
1: That's the thing. And also I was mentioned the ramen. Ramen Street, we have ramen street. So they have a lot of ramen place to go. Uh-huh.
0: I guess people go for that food experience. I'm guessing that's really the main pull, right? Yeah. And you also mentioned that the uh,
1: snow festival, that's yes. the time
0: is. Uh, we have a lot of tourists. Though yeah yeah great and then tokyo oh my god I, I think it's probably hard to pick one thing to do as so many uh, things yeah
1: but. it's a lot of things to go there oh it's a, it's a lot of people goes to tokyo plus kyoto it's like a temple and uh, yeah tokyo and the kyoto is a lot of people are traveling too mm-hmm. i think
0: oh i really really it's definitely on my list i've i've always wanted to go and, yeah, um, everybody's
1: like bucket list to, to go to Japan is. right uh, if you want to go if you go to Japan I probably recommend to Kyoto it's 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 a beautiful temple and the geisha you know those old city culture yes. and the, you can sit in a bamboo seat and you can drink a matcha green tea and some kind of a traditional way to do in Japan mm-hmm. so it's very calm city and
0: yeah,
1: I recommend to go there,
0: Kyoto. Perfect, thank you. Yeah, so I got my sushi recommendation and my first <laughs> stop in Japan. This is going well. <laughs> so um, when did you move to Toronto then? what? Tell us about that. What led to that decision?
1: Uh, so uh, back then I was, I'm, I'm working in the kitchen right now, but that, when I was in Japan, I was dancing reggae dance oh, cool. for a few hours when I was very young, and I tried to go uh anywhere overseas I was going to Caribbean somewhere, but uh, I also wanted to learn English and you know it's it, it's, it's it's opportunity to go overseas when people are young so I decided to go to Toronto because it's it's a multicultural and you can easily to access anywhere like United states or caribbean or anywhere that so that's why i decided to come here for 2007
0: yes wow okay yeah 13 years Woo, that's awesome congrats <laughs> you're you're winning from all of my guests so far i think actually no i think the uh Terence from malaysia had you beat maybe i'm not sure but um yeah oh, i love that reason that's such a unique reason behind the move it's always like oh you know oh, i came yeah. for work or you know to come oh i came because i was a reggae dancer i think that's oh, so what? cool <laughs> so years. sometimes i that. don't remember about you ask me japan
1: where to go like i don't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. I'll give you some slack. Yeah. <laughs> well, what made you get into dancing? Did you start at a young age? Really, I was I was doing a little ballet, like a very little
1: age, and I started to like music, but different music than not Japanese music. So I started a little bit
0: breaking away from the mold. Yeah,
1: it's just when I was young, I tried so many things to figure out what I'm gonna do. And suddenly I like to dance and now it's different career now. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did you see it as like a long-term plan? Like you wanted to do it professionally and were you dancing solo or as part of a group?
1: Uh, I was, I had a
0: partner
1: to dance with, but after the solo, I was dancing solo. And well, I was not thinking that's like your, more professional but i just really liked the moment i think
0: yeah and then it took you across the world to toronto so that's yeah it's cool yes so what was your level of english like when you first arrived oh my god you ask me like i (laughs) (laughs) could you have asked uh, uh, could i have asked you that question back then (laughs) probably like
1: well most asian people at same uh struggling I think but we are good for writing. Like because we study in school. I'm good mm. I'm it's not perfect but good for writing. But speaking as communication is is I was so tough. Like I I couldn't I was making core and the kind of stuff
0: I Mm -hmm. I was
1: struggling a long time.
0: Yeah, I always remember when I lived in France, making calls was the scariest thing to do. (laughs) I remember my parents always used to get us kids to do it. You know, if you wanted to book an appointment or you had a question to ask, you know, the council or the township or something, all these important calls I was doing at such a young age because my parents really did fear those calls. I totally understand what you mean.
1: Yes, yes. It's just communication is very hard for me. Well everybody does, but it took mm. a while it took a while to go communicate in person or on the phone and stuff.
0: Yes. Yeah, how did you try and help that struggle? Obviously that the language barrier, what did you do to really um, try and support yourself in that? When I came
1: here first. I was
0: walking, started working in Japanese restaurant because I don't
1: have to speak in, speak English. And, nice. and yeah, but I needed money. So I started right away and I went to school to get like school and I started work Japanese restaurant. But some point I decided to go, you know, those, uh, Canadian restaurant or whatever restaurant that the people communicated with English. Mm-hmm. So I started a very, very hard time. But it, it was a very good decision to move. That's like I try to speak English all day, no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah, mistakes and all. Yes, yes. God, yeah, that's so brave. Like really jumping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's first like I have a homesick and I wanna speak Japanese. It's 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 comfortable and it's it's very um, yeah what you said the comfort comfort zone but so brave but it's just canadian or whoever is been here a long time that's i never heard this word. like i i i, I wanna i wanna know
0: something that wow. that's so brave to take on a job in an english restaurant yeah wow what type of restaurant was it
1: actually there was a moroccan restaurant so a lot of like canadian is working as a server and the back like kitchen is different like totally different culture like Mexican and Canadian and uh, Sri Lankan and Indian and uh, Japanese with you (laughs) yeah so all over the country and then everybody has accents everybody has different but we try to communicate each other
0: yeah wow that's cool that's that just takes away the the panic of it really because you know everyone's in the same boat and everyone has an accent so it's not a big deal yeah, well, you know exactly. it's like I'm not going to embarrass myself because everyone's in the same boat so it's yeah. fine that's yeah. a really cool way to do it and to just not care right I guess you just had to jump in and not care yeah it
1: was good environment for me I think yeah,
0: yeah. So what brought you into to working at a restaurant you mentioned obviously you needed the money and you ended up in the Japanese restaurant and then did that really spark your passion for food? you thought, oh my goodness this is something that I see myself doing and did you have any experience with with serving or cooking back in Japan
1: no 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 i i, I I'm just I like to eat that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh I hear you yeah I didn't I didn't use a knife at home <laughs> I guess I just Yeah, that that much I didn't cook at all. You know, it's in Japan. It's it's cheap, and it's any food you can buy, like five dollars, you can buy bento box or something. That it's like you don't have to cook. But I started here because I didn't have. I I could speak English, and I I think I think I clicked something that oh I want
0: to maybe I
1: I want to do or so it's it's totally changed career
0: oh fantastic and now you're you're a single mother too um how have you found that experience he, he must have helped you a lot with your english right a free tutor right now yes
1: sometimes he <laughs> tell me the words that i never heard is what's this mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how old is he he's seven years old seven yeah. yes well he's overtaking you yes oh, <laughs> oh that's so good all right. So today, then, you're uh, a self-proclaimed foodie and you're at a sous chef at a 500-seat restaurant and a successful food blogger. So, yeah, you tour Toronto and you're sharing all the city's mouth-watering dishes. So, oh, I should have had lunch before this interview. You're going to start hearing my stomach rumbling through, through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> What's your uh, favourite, most exciting part of Toronto's food culture?
1: I love... Um, personally, I love street food, like mm-hmm. uh I love su- street festival and the summer well, this year, and I'm not sure next year, this uh, COVID-19, but you can have like socialize and like uh sun, enjoying the sun and eating food, so... Have you had a Korean rice dog, like a hot, like kind of hot dog? And a Korean rice dog? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's that's pretty popular. Mm, okay. Yeah, so it's it's different culture coming from, but it's it's affordable, like under ten dollars, and you can mm. just grab and go. That kind of food, mm. uh, I really like, and I did myself my partner set it up and I did uh, octopus bowl.
0: oh yeah because you said you did like a pop-up it was a pop-up stall right pop-up yeah. oh so you did your own yes. little street food take that's cool that's what I do love about Toronto like all the cultures come together and then there's all these different festivals so um, like Taste of the Danforth is Greek and then you have like the Polish one and you have like all these different festivals with all this different food yeah the street food I would probably say is my favourite too yeah yeah but what did how did the Canadians find your octopus balls? Did, were they open to trying new things or <laughs> did you uh...
1: Well, we have some here too but uh, I like th- the cooking in front of the people and I can serve as well and it's how to make the octopus ball is maybe you can Google, it, you can watch YouTube. It's very fun. Aha,
0: uh-huh. okay.
1: Like a traditional pan and put in a, a mixture and it's just rolling and make the ball. It's it's incredible, yeah. The taste is amazing as well. Like I love it. So it's octopus and and rice in bowls, or it's not the rice. It's a, like flour. Like you said, it's kind of pancake. Oh, okay. A savory mm-hmm. pancake, savory pancake kind of things. But it's, the sauce is different. To uh, it's traditional, like sweet and the tangy uh, sauce with the mayonnaise and instant. Uh, outside it's crunchy but inside it's soft and octopus inside and lots of uh, flavor in uh, the mixture as well
0: okay yeah i'm gonna have to check that out then (laughs) (laughs) what festival was that one yes when do where did you do the pop-up
1: uh garlic festival the the garlic festival is amazing festival as well that's the local garlic they're using local garlic and everybody's cooking different uh, stuff but
0: yeah cool where do you recommend people go to, in in toronto to to experience food culture so outside of, of festivals you mentioned kensington market is there any any other places in toronto that you can recommend
1: well it's not certain place i don't think so it's queen street has like tons of this but yeah i don't know where like exactly where, but you should try the smash burger, too. Have you tried smash burger? Smash burger? No.
0: I'm vegetarian, though, so it's always a challenge. I love vegetarian.
1: Mm. Oh, well, you know what? Vegetarian is huge, too, right now. Uh, like a yeah, vegan and plant-based. Yeah. That's
0: a yeah. big thing. Good. I'm glad because, yeah, I haven't quite made the step towards vegan. I just love cheese and chocolate too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, vegetarian for sure. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of options in England. You know, you can go to the supermarket and there's so many different options, you know, different pastries and plant-based things. And I think Toronto is good, obviously, because cause it's a city. But where I live, out in the sticks, there's, there's really... When I first got here, there was just no options at all. Now it's getting a lot better, thank goodness. But um yeah, Canada's a little bit behind. Yeah, it's a it's a
1: vegan. Uh, vegetarian is a like huge in this industry right now. I saw the one Japanese lady was doing a, a vegan restaurant in Toronto. It was uh, incredible too. I forgot the name of it. I find you. Uh, I send you the name. Okay, we'll vegan. put it in the show notes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, was there any options? Whatever you like, if you're vegan, if you wanna pescatarian, or. You you have a lot of choice here, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the thing, right? I'm pescatarian. I'm talking about sushi, so that's going to contradict myself. Yeah, I always, I always say vegetarian is easier, but yeah, no, pescatarian officially. I forgot. I'm talking to a chef. I should use the right terminology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what would you recommend to someone who is interested in learning how to cook? You know, you came to Canada and you had no experience, and you've worked your way up over over 13 years to be to be the sous chef and cooking for 500 seats so uh, tell us a little bit about that journey and and how people can can get involved in in the culinary industry
1: well I was trying to go to culinary school before Uh, well my uh, ex-boyfriend helped me to immigrate here and I tried to go to school but it was very, very hard to it was very expensive when I was an international student so I couldn't afford So, when I start Japanese restaurants, uh, well, I learned from all the chefs and I moved to Moroccan restaurant. I changed the restaurant. I, I just steal the skills. I'm watching, writing, whatever they do. And whenever I have a question, I watching YouTube like YouTube has everything Mm, like whatever you question just just Google in YouTube (laughs) there's an answer for it so and this and not only one they have technique like one two three four five so I I watched everything and I combine and do things and then ask chefs or colleagues that's how I learn so some some skills I I still don't know. I think
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a working progress. I guess it's like you're just always going to be yeah, it's like an ongoing learning process for sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a clue. Yes, board, Yes, I couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. I think I have so much respect for chefs and just having trying to do everything so quickly and then such high quality and the pressure of people waiting and oh my god, stressful. <laughs>
1: when I was young I cried, <laughs> I laughed, like so many things in the kitchen but wow well, how I learn like this so probably you know so many people have opportunity to if you wanna learn something and if you cannot go to school it's not I'm not I'm not doctor or something that I have to go school. Right. So kitchen is you can- anybody can do it. So if you wanna learn by yourself, I think it's 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 not hard to do it. I think. Yeah, work yeah. your way
0: up. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what what do you think you would you would be doing right now if you if you hadn't moved to Canada if you were still in Japan? What what career do you think you would have ended up doing? That's
1: a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just uh, mother not working
0: right. <laughs> just eating all the free the the cheap food eating
1: yeah maybe stress-free oh it's in japan is uh (laughs) the the women is not much working after marriage like oh right now it's changed but it's it's stay home is a basically after marriage or something so yeah
0: so you've been able to yeah really build up a career and and learn these new skills here so yeah that's great I can't stay home anymore <laughs> no I don't think so either I think it's a new times <laughs> oh you're the same person I gotta go 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 yeah exactly look at me with this podcast side side project <laughs> and like creating more work for myself <laughs> no this is so oh, fun yeah that's
1: amazing for the newcomers I think yeah, yeah. a lot oh, of people have
0: numbers and
1: it's 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 hard new, new to Canada nobody knows uh, like what to do it's 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 great to hear other people's uh, experience
0: yeah oh for sure and i feel like going into the the career that you've gone into you've been able to meet so many people too right it must have helped when you first got here and you mentioned you were you were struggling a little bit with homesickness and and obviously the language barrier so yeah it, it, it really sounds like cooking has, has really helped your your entire journey in in every aspect right
1: um, i think so it's, it's a long hours shift but it's more I feel like family in the kitchen, different, like a second family. Uh So it's, this helped me, my uh, homesick, or it's, for me, it's mentality as well, I think. It feels alone when I come here. You you don't know anyone, and I don't have my sister, my mother, or, uh, but, I'm staying in kitchen for twelve hours every day, so become more. Everybody's look like feels like family.
0: Yeah, you have that support system. That's great. And your son's happy here, and obviously he. Well, he's pretty much Canadian, right? So yeah, he's, he's
1: pretty much Canadian.
0: <laughs> that's all he's ever known. Have you gone back to Japan with him and and shown him yes. the route yes. where he where he's from? A few times already. Wow, that's cool. Does he ask you to cook all the Japanese food for him? <laughs> Or is he into hamburgers? <laughs> it's both actually. He likes he likes a lot of fish. Yeah. I
1: cook a lot of fish uh, as well, so
0: um, yeah, he likes both sides. That's good. Yeah, he's gonna have a well well rounded taste buds for me it's easier to feed the pasta
1: like a burger and stuff too so yeah that's
0: true it's too much japanese too too much cost money to... <laughs> yeah and all this work to make like the beautiful art on the sushi it's like oh here's, uh, no, here's no, your no, mac no, and cheese you no. will be
1: fine <laughs> easy <laughs> he's gonna finish five minutes anyway right yeah. exactly
0: <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic! Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really want to direct people to thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really wanna. I really want to direct people to your Instagram because it's such a fantastic place to to see the food that's available in Toronto and and to hear her take uh, as a as a sous chef and and her exploring the city and and the culinary culture that that it has to offer. So, where can people go to to follow that? Uh, Kaori from
1: Takoyaki 6. Okay. Because I did that Takoyaki means that the octopus war. I was doing the octopus ball, uh last year. And it just continues same account. And I changed the name a little bit. Kaori from Takoyaki 6. Oh,
0: fantastic. And it must be yeah. really helpful to, to other Japanese newcomers, right? Do they message you a lot and say, Oh, thank you. You you, shou- you showed me where to go to, to find my, my favorite food from home. Well, some, I was last year... I tried to
1: uh, do with me uh,
0: like whoever uh,
1: newcomers in, from Japan to make uh, octopus ball together so yeah. I was oh cool to- yeah so I worked with a, f- a few people I'm already
0: they gone to Japan but I would love to go to a so workshop that- and make octopus balls that's so cool you should open that up to everyone I'm down <laughs> yeah but I like to help
1: not only Japan Japan like any Because I did the same thing. I, I struggle sometimes, so I happy sometimes. So it's, I like to share my experience as well. Or like any, if you want to ask me something, please ask. Yeah.
0: Oh, fun. That's so great. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's I find it so fascinating—from dancing to cooking to octopus balls to to everything. Uh, it's, it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now I have a, a chef friend, so I'm excited to try some. I have to come to your restaurant, Hot House, right? Yes, hot house restaurant. We are doing takeout and. Um... Hopefully we have if we open we have beautiful beautiful
1: pario so mm, fingers crossed uh, we have a still take out seven days a week open so uh still working here
0: yes oh great well have a great day and um, yeah we'll have to stay in touch thank you so much for your time. Okay. You, thank you. Thank you so so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week.